What's cracking? Big. Dokes. Welcome, bike, to the channel. Welcome, bike, to the headquarters. Welcome, bike, to take two of this mock draft slash beautiful draft on underdogfantasy.com. I tried to go live with it. One day, one day, we will have a uh, a usable Wi-Fi here in New York City. It's unbelievable that New York City has the shittiest Wi-Fi in, you know, greatest city in the world, shittiest Wi-Fi in the world. Would you look at that? I have to choose between Comcast and Spectrum and and some internet called RCN. Never even fucking heard of RCN. And I used it for a year. It's actually better than the Comcast Spectrum bullshit I'm using now. I'm sorry. A lot of anger coming out the video today. We're not angry. We're only angry because I couldn't present the highest quality of live stream to y'all and hang out with y'all. I like to I like to do the Q&A during the mock drafts because these are long videos. We go for like 50 minutes and we go through 18 rounds of a 2021 fantasy football mock draft. We'll be drafting on underdog fantasy, which means I'll be drafting with you guys. So 11 of you guys. And I'm going to head over to underdogfantasy.com right now. Let me uh, share the screen with you guys so you can see. We're going to go to underdog fantasy. If you have not yet signed up, let me make sure that I am in the screen somewhere but not taking up too much of it. Uh, if you have not signed up for Underdog Fantasy yet, the link will be first thing in the description as well as the comment section. If you use promo code BDGE after you deposit, you're going to get $3 to play with, all right? So the next time I hop in a draft and I invite y'all and you get in the $3, it's free to draft with me, okay? And you might be asking, why the fuck would I pay for a mock draft? It's not actually a mock draft. It's called a best ball draft. So you just draft your team right now or whenever you want to do it anytime from here to the beginning of the season and then you come bike at the end of the season right you don't actually make any roster moves you don't do any waiver wire stuff no trades or nothing like that it's only the best part of fantasy football which is drafting okay that's what best ball is if you've heard of it maybe it's starting to ring through the town you know you're running through the town and people are talking about oh the fucking deli's closed today oh best ball is now here so we don't give a fuck about a deli all right that's what best ball does. Best ball is taking the place of modern. Best ball is the modern day deli, the delicatessen. I'm not sure why that came out of my fucking mouth, but here we are. So we have a 12 person best ball. We're going to create a private draft, which means I will only be inviting y'all. I could just, I can just enter this one and kind of rip it off with these guys in here. I'm, I'm going to do it this one just to save some time because I know I've babbled on a lot already. But going forward, when I do these off camera, uh, I start best ball drafts all the time. and I pop them into Discord or I pop them into our texting platform. And then you guys come in and and, uh, and hang out with me. But we're just going to enter this one for now. Waiting for 11 people. Oh, I got fucking screwed. So that one actually already filled up when I did that. So we'll go, we'll go bike, run it, NFL, and we'll actually create our own one. So... We do enter. No, we're going to go to info, create private draft. Yes. Share this draft. So I've got the link. And what I'm going to do is go over to the texting platform that we have community. And this is how you draft with me. All right. Make sure you use the promo code BDGE when you throw 10 bucks in, though. It's the only way you could draft with me here. So we're going to get everybody on here. Uh, excluding. We'll exclude Senate if he's here. Oh, he's not. He's not on there. Senate, I would have excluded your ass if I could. We need 10. For this $5 underdog YouTube film draft. Throw it in. This will go out to 1,087 people. So, again, if you want to uh, if you want to be the first one to be notified about any of the shit that we're doing at Big Dogs, this number, all you got to do is text it, and, uh, and you'll be signed up for this list. Send anyways, edit message, nah. Boom. We're going to throw it into Discord as well. 
See, there goes a text message popping up on the screen. I don't know if you guys actually saw that. So it's only big dogs that we typically draft with on these things. So again, you want to join the Discord, you do it through Patreon, patreon.com slash BDGE. To get on the text platform, absolutely free. Boom. And now we wait. Waiting for seven people, waiting for six people, waiting for five people, waiting for four people, three people. I feel like I'm a fucking game host. I technically am like a game host. People ask me what I do. I met this beautiful old woman today. Her name was Sandy. She had dementia, I think. I was at a coffee shop, um, and her dog came over and started licking me. And um, her dog came over and started licking me. And we started talking. She was a really nice woman. She loved me. She, I, I kept flirting with her. Of course, she loved me. She was like 85 years old or something. She kept asking me like what I do for a living. And then after like the fourth time, she forgot. She just kept forgetting. I think she, she like definitely has dementia. So I just started like making things up after the fourth time. I was like, yeah, I make videos. Uh, yeah, I'm in marketing. Yeah, I do YouTube. You know, not like why the fuck would I tell an 84 year old I do YouTube? Like they're gonna know what that means. Uh, and eventually just started saying obscure shit. Like, I'm a firefighter. I'm a game show host. I'm a Miami real estate mogul. She's like, oh. And she's like, my son was the producer on this movie. Have you ever heard of it? Straight out of Compton. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? It was an amazing movie. And she was shocked. She was like, are you serious? I was like, what do you mean, are you serious? Did your son not tell you that the movie was like the number one movie in America for two years? Anyways, she convinced me to go back to her apartment. Not not for a one-night stand, you sickos. You sick, sick fucks. Uh, she was a painter, apparently. Let me get to the draft. I'm sorry. I don't know why I got off on that tangent. I'll finish that story later. So we're at the 102. We're at the 102. And uh, this is an interesting spot for me because I've never had the 102 in this year's draft. I've had a lot of Christian McCaffrey's at the 101. Then you're deciding between Dalvin, Saquon, Derrick Henry. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I keep playing it safe, and I keep going with Derrick Henry. I don't know why I like him above Dalvin Cook, but I do. Only because, you know, year in, year out, we say the same shit with Dalvin Cook. He cooks up, cooks up, but he burns himself a little bit, and he misses some time. He misses some time in the kitchen. He misses some time on the field. And I don't know if I can really uh, if I can really put him over Derrick Henry, just seeing what this offense in Tennessee is going to be. They get rid of Corey Davis. They get rid of Jonu Smith. I mean, if it's it, it ran through Derrick Henry last year, like it was fucking heroin shooting up the veins. But... This time around, it somehow might be more Derrick Henry. It might be, it's literally going to be A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry. That is it. I feel really safe and, and secure with Derrick Henry as my RB1. Saquon obviously coming back from the serious injury. Um, so that's a little bit of a concern. Obviously, he's an absolute fucking freak, so he might be fine. Dalvin Cook, again, the injury concerns, just like a little bit of a tiebreaker for me. So I go Derrick Henry there. Kamara, we don't know the quarterback situation. But again, just to kind of recap what underdog fantasy is, they are obviously our big uh team partnership for the year with big dogs underdog fantasy the single best place that you're going to be able to prep for your 2021 fantasy football season i guarantee you that that's because you do have to pay a couple dollars to get into these drafts but if you come in first second or third place you get paid out it's like a regular league so you're not paying just to draft you're paying to actually be in a league and listen like the funnest part of drafting is absolutely um the funnest part of fantasy football is drafting. So not having to check the waiver wire for 45 leagues on Tuesday nights, nothing worse than Tuesday. Tuesday night should be a good night. Tuesday night should be Taco Tuesday. Should be Titty Tuesday. Should be Marg Tuesday. Like it should be, you know, a lot of good things. But instead it's have your eyes open wide, bleeding, bleeding, doing your waiver wire. It's ridiculous. Okay. So 
So this is how you, you this is how you do that. Like you're playing one season long, you're playing two dynasties so that your waiver wire is not crazy, and then you're playing like 45 best ball. You're playing like 45 best ball leagues, and you don't have to do anything in season. So this pays out if you become in, if you come in first, second, or third place. You draft an 18 man roster, only quarterbacks, running backs, wide receiver, tight end, no kicker or defense, which I love. Half PPR. It starts. Um, you start one quarterback. You start two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, one flex, and then you have 10 on the bench. And the software automatically starts the three highest-scoring wide receivers, the two highest-scoring running backs, and the highest-scoring flex on your bench each week. So, with that being said, this is a ridiculous start. We have 11 running backs off the board to begin this draft. C-Mac, Derrick Henry, Saquon, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, and we got a little switch up by T-Rock. T-Rock faded the public here. He went Kelsey and then Tyree Kill. So Najee Harris creeps into the 111 spot. I'm a, I'm a very big fan of drafting Najee Harris very high. I'll probably be higher in consensus than most um, people in the industry when it comes to Najee Harris, especially for redraft. I am fine with the late first round pick. I think like you look at the running back. I, I want to start early and often with running backs in my drafts, as I did last year. And, oh, Lord. Sometimes when I swipe too much on my MacBook, this shit happens. Uh, Total person entry. The underdog also has a fantastic mobile app. Uh, The link in the description down below is going to take you straight to your app store, whether you're on Google or iOS. So, um, so yeah, you'll you'll be doing most of your drafting from the app, not on the website. I do this just because the screen share. Obviously, y'all need to see what's cracking in the drafts. So. With that being said, all of the running backs are ripping off quickly, which means you need to get your workhorse running backs early and often because you can't you can't win a, a championship without workhorse running backs. I truly, truly believe that. So you get to a guy like Najee Harris at 111, and you're like, I want a running back. Listen, Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift, Aaron Jones, I, I feel like Najee Harris has um, a similar outlook to all those guys, right? Some of them, he might, he'll, I would say he's almost guaranteed to get more volume than all of these guys, Eckler, Swift, Jones. Will he be as efficient? Will he catch as many passes as those three? Probably not, but, you know, it's a give and take. And in redraft leagues, a lot of the time you want to take uh, volume. You want to take a short thing at volume. Now we're coming up to my pick at the 211. After Tyree Kill at the 2-1, we had Eckler, DeAndre Swift, Aaron Jones, Stephon Diggs, Clyde over to Lair, Antonio Gibson, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, George Kittle. And now I'm sitting at the 211. And the wide receivers are D-Hop, Justin Jefferson, D.K. Metcalf, Calvin Ridley. I'm not on board with taking Darren Waller at the 211. I feel like every fucking time he goes off the 211 in these videos, I lose my shit. And I still want a running back. I still want another running back, at least one more here. And I'm looking at two guys. I'm looking at Dobbins, and I'm looking at Chris Carson. Now, a lot of people are, like, anti-Dobbins. I feel like in the beginning of the offseason, I thought he was fine as, like, a late first-round pick. And now he just continually, continuously moves back. I feel like if I didn't take him there... He'd probably continue dropping to the uh, third round, if if not deeper, and then, and then, I'm kind of hoping another running back falls to me. You can only start two running backs, but you have a flex spot. You have a flex spot here, and I want as many workhorse running backs as possible because some of them don't hit, some of them flop, some of them get injured. It's obviously a very volatile position. So if you can replace one with another, I think Chris Carson's in a tier of his own right now. Uh, on Wednesday's video. On Wednesday's video, I go into my three 
most highly drafted running backs so far this offseason. Three guys that I cannot stop drafting at the running back position, and Carson is one of them. I own him in like 85% of my underdog draft so far. I just think they re-signed Carson. He got that $15 million bag, and he's the guy in Seattle. They've got no fucking competition there. It's Penny. It's DJ Dallas. It's Travis Homer. There's nothing there. He's the guy. And uh, injuries plagued him a little bit last year, but efficiency-wise, he was on par, if not better, in the rushing in the rushing categories as well as the receiving categories, as he has been any year of his career. Most people don't know this, but Carson was on pace for like over 60 targets and about 50 receptions last year, like 350 receiving yards. So if you're gonna get a guy like Carson who runs that fucking hard, gets you the rushing touchdowns, and then adds 300 to 400 receiving yards and 50 catches. Like you're looking, you're looking at a surefire RB one. So we started the draft off with Derrick Henry. Let me move myself over a little bit. So I make sure I get in the middle, and I'm not taking anybody up. So we start off with Derrick Henry, J.K. Dobbins, Chris Carson. Uh, I can't see where I am. Fuck, that's so hard. My second monitor like makes my computer slow down, so I didn't use it for this draft. I know I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying a bunch of bullshit right now. No one believes me, anyways. Um, Derrick Henry, J.K. Dobbins, Chris Carson. Very, very happy with that start. And then we start looking at the wide receivers because very similar to last year, you get these mid-round values that are just... So we go... Basically, my strategy is to hit running backs early, hit them often in the beginning rounds, and then just stack up wide receivers to the fucking nth degree. The nth. The nth. Speaking of that, have you guys ever heard of the podcast... It's literally like, mm, it's like U-N-N-N-H-H. It's like these two drag queens that I got. Someone showed me this podcast the other day, and it's the most fucking ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And the name of it is literally U-N-N-N-N-N-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-
Thursday's video is three wide receivers I can't stop drafting. And we need to we need to start putting some context behind Julio Jones' season last year to let you know that your asses should still fucking absolutely be drafting him. It's pathetic. It's pathetic how far we've let Julio Jones the god fall. And ironically, I compared Julio Jones to who just went after him, Adam Thielen. See, this is why you go running backs early and often because these guys are not guys that you want to be taking and redraft in the fourth or fifth round, but these wide receivers are going to be beautiful. So we could take Chris Godwin with Tom Brady. We could take Robert Woods now with Matt Stafford. Oh, man, the, the, the fucking picks are endless. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take some Godwin. I like how the season ended for Godwin. I think uh, now they got the full summer, him and Brady. This whole offense in this team is just going to be absolutely buzzing. Uh, if, I, if I went back to that, I actually might take Robert Woods over. I, I mean, this defense on, in Tampa Bay is going to be absolutely ferocious, and I'm not sure how much uh, how much a pass aerial attack we're even going to need from Tom Brady this year. But Tom Brady, I, what's insane to me, what's insane to me, especially per these ADPs, where's Tom Brady going right now? Tom Brady is all the way down here. Uh, how many quarterbacks are off the board already? Mahomes went off the board. Is Josh Allen the quarterback too in these drafts? Yeah, it's Mahomes. So Josh Allen's 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Tom Brady is barely a quarterback one. Listen to what I'm about to say. Tom Brady threw for 4,600 yards and 40 touchdowns last year. I don't think people are like understanding how good he was just because there were a lot of quarterbacks who did well last year. But Brady, bringing them everybody back, there's no way that this offense is not one of, if not the most efficient offense that we've seen in the NFL in a long fucking time. This is going to be ridiculous in Tampa Bay this year. So I think Tom Brady is one of the best value plays. Um, So I want pieces attached to it. Going back to Julio, though, like Julio Jones was amazing in the games last year where he actually played the full starter snaps. Like he was in and out of the lineup with the hamstring injury. And just like Adam Thielen the year before, listen, when players are out of their prime, I tend to stay away from them if they're coming off of injured seasons. But when I say injured seasons, I mean like actually injured seasons, like real like torn ACL type shit, um, Achilles, uh, very serious knee injuries like that. Once those things hit, they're past their prime. A hamstring strain is something Julio's been dealing with and dominating with for the last fucking 10 years of his career. He is going to be fully healthy and fine going into this year. And Julio Jones in games where he was, um, I, I think it was in games where he played on over like 40% of the team snaps. So in the games where he didn't get injured in, he was on pace for, um, it was like 108 catches, 1,600 yards, and eight touchdowns. People are letting Julio fall. Like you're going to be able to get three stud running backs like I did, Henry, Dobbins, Carson, and then still get Julio as your wide receiver one. And people are going to look fucking foolish. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, what? He's washed because he got a hamstring injury last year? So what happens? If he doesn't get a hamstring injury this year, you just think Julio Jones is just washed? Do you think he's just going to be going, like, four for 52 every game? Like, guys, just think about that. Just think about that. If he doesn't hurt his hamstring, what's going to happen when he steps out on the field? He's going to Julio Jones. That's what he's going to do. Just makes no goddamn sense. Y'all make no goddamn sense. So I love the start. I love the start. Um, where Chris Godwin went, I would, I would, I would, uh, I would go back and forth between Robert Woods. I don't even hate Kenny Galladay there. Um, I don't think all these guys' statistics are really going to be that different. I'm a little bit nervous about San Francisco. I like Brandon Ayuk less than I like Debo Samuel at his ADP. Debo's all the way down here at pick 78 and a half, probably wide receiver. I don't know if I'd ask me like 32 or 35 or some shit. 
Um, I think he gets a lot more targets than Brandon Ayuk does. And I'm worried, like, Trey Lance is going to run the ball a lot. Trey Lance is going to run the ball a lot. Kittle and Debo are going to be back on the field. So I'm a little bit nervous about Ayuk's upside, man. I really am. So if you're going to start taking players in this in this round who all have about the same floor, might as well shoot for upside, which I think Galladay has. I think Deontay Johnson has. Um so fifth to sixth round is interesting, which is why you need to be hammering the running backs early, people. We saw Kyle Pitts go off the board super fucking early, which I, that I just cannot get behind at the five one guys. I, it, it's to pick someone that early that's just not a game changer on your team. I just it just doesn't do it for me because in these best ball formats, again, you pick a large team, you pick a large and in charge Eddie Lacy type roster filling team that's thick, that's fat. And the software automatically starts the best players at each position, meaning meaning that you can go with multiple tight ends, right? You could draft two or three tight ends, and it's going to start the best one each week. You think if you drafted, you know, Irv Smith, uh, Anthony Ferkser, and like Gronk, that each week one of those guys is not going to be as good or not or better than Kyle Pitts? Like it's almost a guarantee. So tight ends I wait on um, because I don't like going early on them, and then I am not using the five one on Kyle Pitts. What else do we got here? Oh, so going back to the, talking to Justin Herzik. Oh, I'll pull his Twitter up on the screen right now so you guys can see who I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Um, Justin Herzik. Yeah, so he won the Best Ball Mania last year. And basically, I was asking him about his strategy when he picks in fantasy. Fuck, this is the exact same thing that happened last time. I was talking about it, and then my pick came up. All right, so we're still not going to go with the tight end. Uh, Chase Claypool sitting here at the 6'11". I love that. Chase Edmonds, Trey Sermon. How are Sermon and Mostert like back to bike? Yeah, so we're going to go with uh, Chase Claypool here. Love that, him falling to 6'11". I feel like he's like a fifth round. He should be like a fifth round pick. Oh, a lot of good quarterbacks left too. I'll probably take my first quarterback here if... Uh, you know what? I'll probably wait one more round for Tom Brady. You always you want to stack. You want to stack as much as you, especially if you're going to play the Best Ball Mania. Uh, the Best Ball Mania is the twenty-five dollar entry, but again, the million dollars to first place. If you're doing those, you want to stack. You want to stack a quarterback with a wide receiver, two wide receivers, uh, two wide receivers, and a tight end. Because what happens is you play the first like thirteen weeks, and then you get into the like the elimination weeks of weeks fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, where you need just absolute blow up weeks because you're like in a pool against you know, 18 other players and you need to beat all of them. So you need a week where like the, the Bucks absolutely go off and you have all their players. So you need to diversify pretty heavily. I kind of like Justin Herbert here because I have no shares of Herbert really, um, but he's really hard to stack if you don't get Keenan Allen, which I obviously don't have. Um, man, I want some shares of Debo Samuel as well. Yeah, I'll probably go with Debo here, which might be a mistake considering there's a couple running backs on the board that I still like. Trey Sermon, ideally, my next round would be a, a combination of Damian Harris and Tom Brady, probably. I'll take Brady above Ryan, Stafford, Rodgers' current situation, Burrow for sure. Burrow, like, I don't think people understand just, like, how mediocre Burrow was outside of the two games against Cleveland last year. And I tweeted this out, and this will also be in a video that's upcoming, I believe, maybe next week. Basically, anything I tweet out is, is me... Uh, is me in the middle of doing some deep dive research bullshit. Yeah, so right here, Joe Burrow in 2020 per game versus the Browns. 
he averaged three touchdowns, 361 passing yards, and 27 rushing yards per game. In the other eight games, not versus the Browns, he averaged .9 passing touchdowns and a half an interception, 246 passing yards. Extremely mediocre passing-wise. He is going to be like eight to nine months removed from that torn ACL. This offensive line is still shitty. He averaged the third most uh, quarterback hits per game last year in terms of taking hits. So he's going to get hit early. He's going to hit get hit often. He and he's not going to be that mobile because he's so new, fresh off of that ACL. That like I'm I'm really nervous about Burrow. For him to be all the way up here above these guys, I I'm not a fan of. The reason you take him above is because of the rushing upside, right? Like of course he's going to run the ball more than Stafford, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady. But if you take that out of the equation with the ACL, or at least diminish it down to like 150 yards or something, which is not a huge advantage over the other guys, then you just take the other guys in terms of their raw arm strength and and their passing fantasy acumen. So I hate Joe Burrow where he is. There goes Damian Harris at 7-9. He's a guy I cannot stop fucking drafting either. Um, I think the the depth chart there is his and his to own for sure. What else do we got here? Oh, so Justin Herzik. The first thing I asked him was how much time – I think he he created like 3,000 best ball drafts last year. Not all in the best ball mania, but like some $3 ones, $10, whatever, right? That's how he makes a living. He's a, he's a gambler. He's a, he's a sharp dude. And I asked him, how much of your time is spent doing player analysis, doing player evaluation, researching, you know, receiver X versus receiver Y? And he said, of everything he does, of team building strategy, of breaking down uh, roster construction of all of that stuff of anything that can be involved in drafting for fantasy. He said the thing he spends the least amount of time on is player evaluation. And I have, I have, uh, I have relayed this to you guys very often. I'm going to get a whole lot of shit wrong. You're going to get a whole lot of shit wrong player evaluation. When it comes to fantasy, when it comes to drafting the dude whose ADP is 49 or the dude whose ADP is 50, it's 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 literally a coin flip. It's a 51 to 49% chance that you get it right. So focus more on the overall, you know, shift in trends that you see in fantasy throughout the year. And this is why, you know, I promote Underdog because they're our partners and I believe in their product and their team and what they're building here. It's flawless, it's really fun, uh, it's addicting and like you get to, we get to draft with each other, which is, you know, the best part about it. But I do this because all you have to do like you literally throw like 10 or 20 dollars onto your account and you could do a bi-weekly draft from now until the beginning of your fantasy draft and you see all of the trends that happen you see the guys fluctuate up and down you see where tight ends are being picked you see where these wide receiver runs happen you see how early you have to go with running backs that's the reason why um i do these drafts because it gets you in the know and it gets you it, it, it makes sure that you're going into your draft with the right strategy so the guy who won the million dollar best ball mania focuses way more on team construction and following trends than he does actual player analysis, okay? So that should be a fucking key takeaway for y'all. So now we see the quarterbacks going off the board. I hope Tom Brady lasts to me so I can get that TB Stizak. Stizales. I'll take tails, please. I kind of like Leonard. I might go with the double stack, the double Tampa Bay stack here and take Fournette. I probably shouldn't. T- yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go with uh, Fournette here just because I think, ah, actually... PSU Juke has not taken a quarterback yet. Will let me see his team and let me see if he he has no Tampa Bay, so maybe he's not looking at the Brady stack. So since Fournette is a top running back here, I want to make sure I get him. If PSU Juke takes Brady, I'm going to be absolutely fucking devastated. Don't don't done do it to me, baby. 
Oh, he goes to Antonio Brown. He's going to stack it. He's going to stack with Brady. Don't fucking stack it. How are you going to take AB at 812? I guess I took Leonard Fournette at 811. Come on. Come on. Come on. I just like how Fournette finished the year. I feel like that could be oh fucking oh two terrible picks, two ta- awful picks. Um, man, can I can I can I wait another spin for Brady next time around? No, I don't think I can. I'm just gonna get the stack and be happy with it and stack. Uh, yeah, this is, that's a good stack right there. Tampa Bay, Fournette, Brady, Chris Godwin. Uh, I liked how Fournette finished the year last year, and I feel like. I don't know. I feel like he has the most upside in that backfield. He is my fourth running back off the board, so I'm not depending on him. And I'll typically cut off my team at four running backs or five running backs. That's what he did. His roster, Justin Herzog's roster last year that won the best ball mania, uh, was four running backs. Obviously, you need to get very lucky. You need to you need to have own guys like I think he had Kamara, David Montgomery, and like Tony Pollard or three of his four running backs. So he hit in he hit in in certain weeks and times that you needed to hit in order to win that tournament. But Basically, when you're drafting for a big tournament, this is obviously just this is just a league. I'm just playing against these other eleven guys. But when you're drafting in Best Ball Mania, you're you're projecting yourself to like you need to hit on every player, right? You're playing against a million other people, so your team needs to hit the ceiling for every player on it. So you project that into your draft pick. So I project Fournette takes over the backfield, takes over the backfield in Tampa Bay. Like that's going to be an extremely high uh, outcome situation for him. So let me look at let me look at his box score from last year yeah so you look I mean look at the playoffs like if you look at the playoffs here from week 16 15 16 17 like he became one of the key pieces like he was the backfield for them 19 17 12 16 when the games mattered the most he was the one who got the touches uh look how many touchdowns he got over the last what was it one two three four five six seven seven games of the season he scored one two three four, five, six, scored seven touchdowns over their last seven games of the season. They remember that. They remember that. That That's some serious fantasy points right there. And I, I think Leonard Fournette, as much as I hated him last year because he was going in the third or fourth round, I think he's got a ton of upside in this Tampa Bay offense this time around. So if you're getting Fournette in the ninth, 10th, 11th round, I'm bike. I'm bike on Fournette. I don't care if he's Uncle Lenny. I don't care if he's fat. I don't care if he's thick. FB God tweeted something out the other day that I don't know if it was real or not. Actually, I asked him. He said it wasn't real. But he showed this picture of Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones looking good. Like, that can't be fucking real. That can't be real. Oh, yeah. The window is distorted. That's fake. I tell you what. FB God, like, is out of control. Like, he, uh, he's, really, uh, he's really developed. Like, if he was a Madden player and you could, like, put up your attributes, his Photoshop attribute would, would be the one that he's dumping all of his skill points into. You know, like you level up as a fantasy player and you get skill points as a content creator. That be that would be a fun fucking game. If you like level up as a content creator and you and you get like skill points you could spend on different attributes. He he put all this into Photoshop. I probably put all mine into being less annoying for you guys, but for right now we're just gonna have to stick with what we do. I'm gonna have to stick with who I am and you have to love me for it. If you do love me, I would really appreciate a thumbs up. I would appreciate you subscribing to the channel if you're just getting bike into the swing of things for fantasy football. We'll be doing, um, yeah, I'm fucking aware. I hope you guys can't see our my text messages popping up on the screen. That would be less than ideal. Um, oh, shit. I'm not even plugged in. My power source. Don't die on me, please.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Baby. Oh, 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 we about to time out. Oh, fuck. Ah, fuck. Oh, the running backs are brutal. They're brutal. Wide receivers. Oh, man, I hate the wide receivers, too. Should we hop on a tight end? I don't like any of the tight ends, per se. Logan Thomas is not the worst. Do I do a, a Fitzy? I don't know why I did that. I was... I was uh... I was uh, not fucking paying attention, okay? There's no excuse for my behavior. Damn it, I like Nelson Aguilar a lot. He's like one wide receiver that I own a ton of as well. I'm not sure why. I'm just like, he's the wide receiver one there in Oakland. I mean, uh, in uh, not even like, I say the wrong team and I don't even say it right. It's in Vegas. Ew. Ew. What are you taking Tua there for when Justin Fields and Trey Lance? Eh, I guess they might not get on the field, but I don't know about all that. Devontae Parker. Eh. Miko Harmon. Eh. I feel like he's not even an upside play. People just see McCole Hartman. They're like fast and small upside. Like, no, that's not how it fucking works. I kind of like Marvin Jones. I feel like he he's low-key like a candidate to just rip off eight touchdowns this year. Who else do we got down here? I'm going to go with Marvin. I, I own a lot of Marvin. I was totally out on him last year. Totally out on him last year. And he, he very well might be past his prime. But I feel like we're going to see a nice little season out of Marvin Jones. You know, like 750, 800 yards, six to seven touchdowns. It's not great, but... But yeah, but it, but it's also still not not great at all. Whatever, fuck you guys. Um, What were we talking about? Yeah, so now we see the tight end runs going. And it's like, you know, all these guys kind of fall into the same tier. Robert Tunyon is obviously absolutely he, – he might be shot even with Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, he, he his production wasn't good. He ranked, like, 18th in receptions and yards and anything that wasn't just straight touchdowns. And that's in a year where Aaron Rodgers' touchdown rate was, like, 48%. Never going to repeat that. A lot more of those are going to go to the running bikes this year. Um, so Tunyon's like depending on touchdowns in an offense that's going to score less touchdowns or score fewer passing touchdowns. So Tunyon's like my least favorite mid-round, late-round tight end. Gasicki I don't hate, but they did add Will Fuller and um, Jalen Waddle. So it's like, you know, that's another little piece out of the pie that he's not getting. Preston Williams will be bike. Irv Smith I do like. He's He's very interesting to me. I feel like he's not getting as much. Like he was... As soon as Kyle Rudolph got let go, he started getting a lot of hype, and then it all cooled back down. So I kind of like Irv more than these other guys. You look at Irv, he's just a baller. In terms of athletics, I think he's just uh, he's set up to be the third target in that Minnesota offense. Actually, not really, because it's Jefferson, 
it's Adam Thielen, and then it's Dalvin Cook, and then it's Irv Smith. But in the red zone, I think he could be an absolute factor. He's just super fucking athletic, and um, those are the guys you want to bet on. Those are the guys that usually end up being something, the move tight ends. Obviously a run-heavy offense, but I, I like the upside of Irv Smith more than I like the upside of these other guys that people picking at the late-round tight end spots. Uh, Hunter Henry, I'm, I'm just not a fan of getting the New England tight ends. This is a, what, what did Cam Newton throw? Six fucking passing touchdowns last year? Like, let's, let's, let's get real people. Logan Thomas is another one that I talk about that I actually don't like. I like him more now that Ryan Fitzpatrick is there, but I want to show his player profiler page for a reason because this was the same reason, the same reason that I liked Darren Waller last year is the same reason I do not like Logan Thomas this year. And we'll get into that probably after I get to take my pick. So we've got four running backs. We've got our quarterback. We've got five wide receivers. We've got a tight end. I've actually really liked to draft uh, Trevor Lawrence. He's already off the board. He went off pretty early. I've actually had a lot of Trevor Lawrence stacks. And you don't even, he's one of those guys that you don't necessarily even need to stack because he's going to give you a rushing floor too. Um, but I, for some reason, I have a lot of T-Law and Marvin Jones stacks. Because I think, listen, I think at the end of the day, Jones, Chark, LaVisca, um, Chark might actually pop off a little bit, but I, I feel like they're, they'll all have relatively similar statistics at the end of the year. So give me Marvin Jones, whose ADP is 123, 124, um, and like five rounds later than the other guys. Because I think at the end of the day, like five rounds is not worth 100 receiving yards or whatever, you know? Marvin Jones will probably score more touchdowns than both of those guys. So we have uh, no running backs. Left. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm just done with running backs right now, probably for the foreseeable future. And we're just focusing on wide receivers. Focus on wide receivers. Yeah, we're going to do that. Um, I actually probably might take that Gronk stack too. Where does Gronk typically go off the board? 154. That's third. I might have to take him next pick. All right, so we're going to go wide receiver here. Uh, I can't stop drafting fucking Brashad Perriman either, but I'm going to go with Denzel Mims. I'm going to go with Denzel Mims. Um, no, I'm not. Fuck it. Rashad Perriman, I feel like he's he's probably not the de facto wide receiver one just because they drafted him on Ross St. Brown. But I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up with, you know, uh, a healthy amount of targets just because. Just because he's fucking sitting there, right? It's Rashad Perriman. It's rookie on Ma Ross St. Brown. DeAndre Swift will probably have a nice 75, 80 targets. Uh, TJ Hawkinson probably 90 to 110 targets. But I think Perriman will be up there in the 80 to 100 range just by fucking default. Yeah, so I'm actually going to finish up this stack with Gronk right here. And like, no one likes Gronk. I don't understand why. I feel like him and Brady had such a good red zone connection last year. I actually probably straight up should have taken Amon Ross St. Brown instead of Rashad. That's a stack. If you're in the best ball mania, if you're going to go with a really obscure stack, which is usually a good thing because you separate yourself from the field, I don't hate Jared Goff, like TJ Hawkinson, Amon Ra and Brashad Perriman or leave out Perriman or Amon Ra, however you want to dice it. But like a Detroit stack is not my least favorite because they're going to be a shit team. They're going to be an absolute shit team. They're going to be throwing the ball a ton. I want to look at uh, what the line is for Detroit Lions win total this year. I'd imagine it's just it's brutal. Why is this so fucking confusing to find the NFL football? NFL regular season wins. Detroit's over under a five. The over has some, has a little 
customer juice to it, the under. So they're expecting it to be under. So four wins in a 17-game season, they're going to be trailing so fucking much that I think Jared Goff ends up throwing the ball 650 times. And that's just going to mean a lot of targets for a lot of players in this offense. And it's going to be a bad offense. So I don't know, man. It's going to be a lot of ch- fucking chucking up the ball. Rashad Perriman is a good deep threat, man. Say what you want about him, but he's had his flashes where he's played well in Tampa Bay last year in New York for a little while. I, 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 don't, I don't know why I can't stop talking myself into Brashad the God. Brashad the God. So I'll probably leave my tight ends as is unless there's like I see a screaming value fall to me later. But uh, I'll typically go two quarterbacks, two tight ends, uh, eight or nine wide receivers. And then depending on, you know, what the end of the draft brings, either get another running back here, a fifth running back, or go with a ninth wide receiver. I'll probably go with another running back here. Uh, Man, it's ugly down there. It is ugly. Uh, So Logan Thomas. So Logan Thomas has a similar profile to Darren Waller in terms of athletics. Big, strong, fast, all the above. Volume was there. When Darren Waller came into 2020, we all looked at it and said, oh, there's no one there. That's why he got the volume. That's why he was so good. They added weapons. Now he's not going to be good. And my counter argument to that was, let me move myself off. My counter argument to that was, uh, Waller wasn't good just because of volume. Waller was good because he was wildly efficient. Waller was awesome in every efficiency category that had nothing to do with volume. Okay? So when you look at Logan Thomas, he was really good last year because of volume. Number three in targets. Number one in route participation. Number one overall in terms of routes run among tight ends. Number five in deep targets. Air yard share. Air yards. None of those are efficiency. Those are all opportunity and volume. When you look at efficiency, yards per reception, yards per target, yards per route run, catch rate, true catch rate, none of these are impressive whatsoever. Darren Waller was like top five in all of these categories, which is why even if the volume dipped, you knew he was going to be good. With Washington this year, Logan Thomas, listen, he's athletic, but he wasn't actually good. He was just a volume play. And we have Gibson coming into his second year. They still have McKissick. They got Terry McLaurin. They drafted Deami Brown. They're bringing in Curtis Samuel. Logan Thomas, Fugazi. F-motherfucking Gazy. You picked him up in Dynasty? Honestly, I'd be looking to move him. Um, You had your one-year squeeze with him, and and he's a guy that people are... They're kind of forgetting about him now. He's dropping down in drafts, but, like, you know, when people get desperate for tight end, he's a guy that you're going to be able to move. So I just think he was a high-volume play in an offense that added pieces, whereas Darren Waller was a high-volume play that added pieces, but he was so efficient that even on lesser volume, he would have been still, like, good. If Logan Thomas's targets drop by 30, 40%, and he's still putting up that same efficiency, he's not going to be good at all. Got it? I'm fucking saying, dog. Wide receivers. Wide receivers. Okay, who do we got? Uh, Russell Gage, absolutely not. He's going to be a shit show with Kyle Pitts there. John Brown, I feel like is sneaky. Like, sneaky could be wide receiver one in Las Vegas. Like, he could straight up just take Nelson Aguilar's role. Christian Kirk is a fucking pipe dream at this point. Emmanuel Sanders in Buffalo, I think, is like low-key a really good fucking landing spot. I don't like I don't hate Deami Brown either, but we're gonna go with John Brown here. John Brown, obviously a lot of injuries last year, but I I I think he's fine. Like I think while he's on the field, he's still like a good player. I want to take a lot of Amari Rodgers, but I don't know what the fuck's gonna go on with Aaron Rodgers. So I tend to stay away from him a little bit. I think I'm going to take Jamal. Oh, fuck. He was taken right before my pick. Damn it. 
man, everybody else. Oh, God. I think I'm just going to stick with four running backs in. Nobody else I want here. Yeah, maybe I'll take a, a third tight end then. Did I take a – I haven't taken a second quarterback yet. Uh, we're going to go with Emmanuel Sanders here. Here's the thing. Russell Gage, no, with Kyle Pitts. Christian Kirk, just no, not with Rondell Moore. A.J. Green being added. Jamison Crowder, they obviously had Elijah Moore, Corey Davis. Sterling Shepard. Honestly, Shepard's probably a better floor play than Sanders, but I think Sanders has a little more upside. Deami Brown I like. Brian Edwards has a floor of about zero, so I'm a little bit nervous about that. I don't hate taking Deshaun Jackson at the end of these drafts either. Probably should have with the quarterback here. I, ah, fuck. I should have stacked. That would have been the play to stack Fitzpatrick with Logan Thomas. Now I have to settle for – I think, like, Jameis Winston should not be going this low. Jameis Winston's going to end up being the quarterback, the starter here in New Orleans, and that's going to be a pretty nice fucking spot to be a starter. Say what you want about the offense or about how he played last year, but, like, Jameis is going to be fine for fantasy. As soon as, as soon as they name him the starter, his ADPs, he's going to jump Big Ben in, in a second. He's going to jump Zach Wilson. He's going to jump Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's going to jump all these quarterbacks that are going off before him. Who else? We have uh, – oh, fuck. I forgot my – I was – oh, no. I moved over here. He's going to jump – oh, uh, obviously Watson, Sam Darnold. He's going to jump uh, – I think Daniel Jones – I still kind of like Daniel Jones in fantasy this year, to be honest. Uh, he'll jump Carson Wentz. But yeah, like as soon as Jameis is a pronounced a starter, his ADP is going to sky the motherfucking rocket. Whew. All right. I've just been talking for so long. My throat hurts. If y'all are enjoying the draft so far, though, please um, hit the thumbs up. The thing that helps us out the most as a brand, the thing that will help you out most for your fantasy season, though, first and foremost is downloading the Underdog app. Download the Underdog app. It is the first link in the description down below. It's also pinned in the comment section. You can't fucking miss it. Whether you're on Google, whether you are on iOS, it don't matter. Nothing matters, okay? Just click it, download it, and deposit 10 bucks on there. Deposit 20 bucks on there. Deposit $500 on there. You're getting $3 free to play with with promo code BDGE. A lot of you guys ask, oh, I didn't see the promo code, referral code spot. Um, what happens is you deposit, and then on the next page, it says referral or promo code or whatever then you put bdge in there and it lets them know that we sent you helps us as a brand we get a little kickback on it obviously but then we know that you came through us and then we can invite you to our drafts obviously and again there are two ways to be invited to our drafts you could either sign up to our texting platform the number is listed in the description below just send over whatever you could send over literally anything you send over a nude you could send over nudes of your girlfriend you could send over a picture of Eddie Lacy. Doesn't matter. That'll sign you up automatically to our text list completely free. We'll shoot you over draft links. Um, or you could join Discord. And Discord uh, is through Patreon. And if you are a Patreon member, not only do you get access to our Discord, where we are starting Dynasty League. So if you've never been in a Dynasty League and you want to get into a Dynasty League, a paid one with other Big Dogs members, you just throw it into there. And you're in a league with us. Uh, you also get access to our rankings, our dynasty rankings. You get access to our season-long rankings when they drop. You get access to a lo whole lot of shit. We're going to start up uh, Q and Assault Saturday, this upcoming Saturday, where I do a Q&A with you guys for a half hour. Anyone who's in the Patreon community, uh, where you guys can ask me whatever the fuck you want. So those are the two ways that you can get into these drafts with me. Skirt. Ooh, Javion Hawkins was a guy that I really liked to hit at the end of these drafts as well. Hawkins is really competing with just Mike Davis for touches, and they are such different players. Uh, Javon Hawkins is a running back out of Louisville, undrafted free agent this year, which I was surprised to see. Came in a little bit smaller than expected, a little bit slower than expected, but he's still got an explosive factor to his game. 
which I think complements Mike Davis really well. The other thing is there is fucking nobody on the Falcons depth chart behind Mike Davis to compliment him. It is Quadri Allison, who's I'm pretty sure has gotten four carries over the last two years. And then there's like three guys that I'm almost positive are made up or like the, the water guy had to like, just the intern had to throw in a couple names just out of nowhere. Cause they needed to like fill the depth chart or the web development wasn't working. Like it could, wouldn't let you save changes on the website unless you put in names in there. Pretty sure that's what happened. And uh, whoever Mike Davis is competing with are those guys. So it's just Javon Hawkins and Mike Davis. And I feel like Hawkins is going to make a immediate impact as a rookie. So Hawkins is a guy that I like to take at the end of these drafts. The other thing at the end of these drafts, especially in the big field tournament plays, come on, Fitzpatrick, fall to me, baby. Fall to me, baby. Trent 69. I know you got an immature nickname, but don't fucking be immature right now. Let's fucking go. I know I was just talking about Jameis Winston, but I just, I just want the stack here. I want the Fitzy, uh, I want the Fitzy Logan Thomas stack. That's, that's the best part about best ball is like the fucking things you get excited about are so dumb. Like, never in my life would I thought I'd be happy about in 2021. Like, yeah, give me that Fitzpatrick Logan Thomas stack. Like, what an absurd thing to come out of my face hole. Oh, shit, I'm bike on the clock. Should we go with another tight end? No, there's nobody on here that I want a piece of. So we'll keep hitting wide receivers. Dwayne Eskridge, Marcus Ronson. Man, I'll probably keep going on Deshaun Jackson. I can't, like, here's the thing. They signed him. If he, I know that if he has healthy argument is just so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. But if he's fucking healthy, but if he's fucking healthy, if he's healthy. Like he's not coming off the field if he's healthy. You know what I mean? Like if we're projecting ceiling, then it's Deshaun Jackson being on the field and having Matt Stafford pop him fucking balls left and right. Popping them like they're pills, baby. It's Viagra and I'm full boner for Deshaun Jackson. So we've got nine wide receivers now. I'm going a little too wide receiver heavy, huh? I should have went with a running back. Uh, let's see what we got. Running bikes. Dirk McKinnon, no, he's probably not even going to make the roster. James White got re-signed to an absolute shit deal. Gio, no. Tevin Coleman, like, I mean, the Jets are a shit organization, but they have nothing in that depth chart other than Michael Carter. Michael Carter's not going to get 25 touches a game. Well, he's off the board. Salvin Ahmed, I don't hate either. I feel like there's a chance that he takes as many touches as Gaskin does. Marlon Mack might be all right. Uh, uh, it's ugly down here, huh? All right, I might just I might just sit on because we hit running backs really hard in the beginning. Henry Dobbins, Chris Carson, Fournette. Like I'm I'm pretty happy even though we only have four. So I'll probably grab another. What do I want? What's my weakest position? Almost definitely tight end. So maybe I will grab another tight end here. Ertz. I mean the rumors of Ertz moving are about as old as like Ertz being in the league. They've been saying he's off Philadelphia basically every season since he's entered the NFL. It's probably really fucking annoying for him and his family. Like, I feel bad for them. I literally don't feel bad at all. I don't know why I said that. Um, I, I don't hate Ertz. I feel like he might just stay in Philadelphia and might just be like, fine. I feel like that that's a, that's a tangible outcome. I know he's horrible last year. Maybe he's just horrible. You're right. Actually, I'm not going to take him. Christopher Herndon, no. Miley Cox, Donald Parham. Dan Arnold is kind of interesting because... Ian Thomas has just been so bad. He's been so bad. I might take Tim Tebow just just for the fuck of it. Do we go with the third quarterback? Man, Jared Jared Goff is sitting there. Jared Goff's sitting there. I don't hate Cam either. I don't hate Cam either. I think Cam starts for at least like 12 weeks. Minimum 12 weeks. Do we have any New England pass catchers? 
No, we don't. Do we have any Detroit pass catchers? We do. All right, so maybe I go with a third quarterback, and it's probably going to be Detroit if I do. If he goes off the board, then I'll go with Cam. Yes, we're going to go with a quarterback to round it out. And that's going to round out the draft. Um, I will put the link to this draft if they let you do that. I'm going to put the link in this draft in the in the description if it lets you so you guys can look at the draft board if you want to. Uh, there's a way to look at the draft board on the – there you go. Boom. You can take it to a new screen. And I could probably share this link right here with you guys to see the full draft board. So I know I just talk a lot and I be bullshitting a lot. But I, I would say just don't look at my end results for my team most of the time. Just just talk – just listen to what I'm saying about players. That'll, that'll help you in Dynasty. That'll help you in season long. Just the player analysis that I give – to y'all i'm gonna try to do these are gonna be every single monday from now on so basically the content schedule is bike to normal i'm gonna do one of these drafts every single monday so i'm gonna try to do them as live streams uh so you guys can join in and then like if there's any dead space i can answer your questions and whatnot um otherwise i'll just have to text you guys out the link tuesday wednesday thursday are all gonna be individual videos from myself straight from my desk at the hq so you guys are are gonna be we're, we're biked to real good fantasy content coming out again. I know we took a break and spent a lot of like bullshit lifestyle stuff, which I love doing, but we're going individual videos Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. This week is the fade, the all fade rookie team, uh, three running backs. I can't stop drafting three wide receivers. I can't stop drafting Friday is going to be fade the public again. This week, we're going to be going over our rookie drafts this year. Cause me snacks and animal are in a few dynasty leagues altogether. Jared Goff went off the board. So we'll go with cam here and that will round out my draft. Um, Saturday will be a vlog. We're doing weekly vlogs again because fake intern Tony um, has taken over the reins for that. And he basically just follows me around all day, unfortunately. It's really fucking uncomfortable, but it's got to be done for the content. So we'll have vlogs every single Saturday from now on. And uh, and I'm also going to do the Q&A, Q&A Assault. And then Sunday's Why Yelling. So we have full steam seven days a week and two on Saturday. Uh, hopefully I don't die from doing this. And that is the final team. So we've got Brady, Fitzpatrick, Cam Newton, Derrick Henry, J.K. Dobbins, Chris Carson, Leonard Fournette, Julio, Chris Godwin, Chase Claypool, Debo, Marvin Jones, Prashad Perriman, John Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, Deshaun Jackson. That's actually probably my favorite group of wide receivers I've drafted on underdog so far. Logan Thomas, Rob Gronkowski at tight end. Obviously, that's not the best, but you got to sacrifice somewhere. All right. And uh, let me pull my big ass face bike up on the screen. That's going to wrap up the video for today. Again, hit the thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. But most importantly, download the Underdog app and use promo code BDGE when you do. And let me know you do it so I could send you out the links to draft with me. I'm out, y'all. Have a fantastic, fantastic rest of your Monday. Peace. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.